tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. It's your Daily Dose of Donna. Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, October 24th. It's a little bit later than expected because, y'all, we experienced our first bone break in this house. You know, I'm a mom of two boys, and they're eight and almost 11, and I find myself very lucky considering that today was the first break that we had. My son, Dylan, my older son, was watching alone. You guys watch alone? some sort of reality show where it's like some sort of survivor-esque show. It's not my cup of tea. I don't get it. I don't understand why. I mean, I can see why people are enjoying it, but I just don't understand how people can enjoy this. But anyway, he was watching it upstairs in our bedroom. And then we started watching it downstairs. And Lance is like, Dylan, come down. And this is last night. And he ran down. He was excited to watch him. Bam. He knocked his foot into a door, like into the door frame and we have a broken toe. So I spent my morning at multiple urgent cares and thank goodness we're good. He's in a boot. He's home, ordered him subway. Life is fine. And we're here. We are here. We made it. And that is really what's important. In fact, I kind of saw this as a positive. I'll tell you why. I was able to listen to a lot of Britney Spears memoir, which came out at midnight. Have you purchased it? Have you bought it? Have you Are you listening to it or are you reading the hard copy? I ordered the Audible because I am such an audio person, obviously, with a podcast, et cetera, but I just like multitasking and I feel like if I had to read the book, I wouldn't be able to get through it nearly as fast. It's actually only a little over five hours in an audio format. Um, I find it really, really good so far. I think I'm on chapter, let's see. Where am I? I'm on chapter nine, which seems like I'm far in, but I'm only an hour into the book. The chapters are pretty, pretty fast. They're like, you know, 10 minutes or something a chapter. Uh, What I found the most interesting about this was the, so, you know, Michelle Williams, actress Michelle Williams, Heath Ledger's ex-wife, like they were married, right? Heath and Michelle. Um, uh, She, I love her so much and she's wonderful. And so she is narrating the book. And I'm so glad for that because I have to be honest, and I I say this with love, and I'm really, really enjoying this book. I am really, truly enjoying this book. But I did find it interesting. The first part of it, the author's note is read by Brittany. And I do have to say that I think it was an interesting choice. Like It was a good choice to pick Michelle. Have you guys heard I'm going to play it for you guys. Actually, let me just make sure it's on 1.0 speed. Yes, it's on 1.0 speed. Have you guys heard? They're my boys who are the loves of my life. This book has been a labor of love and all the emotions that come with it. 
Living everything that you're about to hear has been exciting, heart-wrenching, and emotional, to say the least. Okay. So that's all I'm going to give you guys of her voice, but I find it so interesting. It's like she has a new... Now, okay. It's not a new voice. Britney Spears' voice has not changed. She's had this voice, but it's almost like she's putting on this little high voice. It gives a little bit of that Paris Hilton vibe. We know and we've watched Britney Spears enough through the years to know that there's like a performance voice and then there's Britney. What do you guys think? I mean, it's crazy. Did you guys hear that? Listen. Small part of my audiobook. I'm so grateful to the amazing Michelle Williams for reading the rest of it. Thank you. I think they made a very smart choice to have Michelle Williams read it. Um, it makes it a lot more digestible. It was, it's really, really good. You know, a couple questions about her voice because of her childhood trauma. I'm not a therapist. I am the last person to be able to diagnose anything, but clearly there was a lot of challenges in her childhood where I am right now. Chapter nine is more around the time. So this is after Mickey Mouse Club. And when she was just starting to kind of live a normal high school life and, um, and she was, yeah, she was starting to live more just like her normal high school life, you know, dating, hooking up with guys, homecoming, et cetera. And then she was about to get back into the business. <clears throat> there is clearly a lot of trauma there from before she became famous that we've already heard about her grandparents and her parents. And then there's definitely going to be a lot of trauma that's going to happen now as she starts to get more famous. Um, it's really tricky. I was at a party this weekend, not a party, the, the family event that I was at this weekend. And one of the moms asked me, because her daughter is such an incredible dancer and she, you know, does competitive dance and takes classes all the time. And she asked me, she goes, do you think I should put her in acting? She's dying to be an actress. Like all she wants to do is get an, an agent, an audition. And I'm telling you, like, and I'm happy to really go deep into this in a, in a special episode or a Patreon or something, because I don't know if this is going to be interesting for the, for the mass, but I, I have never, ever condoned any child that I know to be an actor, a professional actor or industry person. Now that's tricky because some kids really have it. Like all those Mickey Mouse club, club kids, they had it, right? Britney Spears, she had it. Justin Timberlake, Christina Aguilera, they all definitely have these talents. So it's really hard when you see people like that and not, you know, pull them out because you're like, this is like God's given talent and look how amazing you are. And you really should go all in and try to do that. That, that being said, you know, Dylan, my son, and I, I say this a little bit biased, of course, because he's my kid, but he's an amazing singer. He's an amazing singer. He can play mu two musical instruments. He's a great actor. Like, he can do it all. And I have the connections. I'm friends with all the biggest ch children's agents in Los Angeles. I would never, ever, ever get him signed and have him, like, actually go through it. So that's saying a lot, right? Because he, he has the talent. And I say this as a former child casting director, like I know Dylan could get booked 100%. I would not be concerned about that. He would get booked. He's, you know, he's got all the things, but I would never do it. Entering the industry as a child is literally a, a, a curse. I truly believe it. I am super, super um, 
I feel really confident saying that out loud. And it doesn't always go that way. Like it doesn't always, right? There's definitely times where it goes better than that. And there's no big, you know, major family drama or anything like that. But in general, I want to say I do believe it is not a good idea. So when I hear some stories like Britney Spears, who ends up, you know, coming from a traumatic childhood, whose parents were clearly effed up in their own different ways because of their childhoods. And then you add on the fame and the money and the success and the boys and the drugs and the drinking. I mean, Britney Spears is talking about, and I'm not going to give you guys a lot of things because I want to do a book club. So if you join my Patreon, um, by the way, Wednesdays are new episodes. If you join my Patreon, we we are going to do some sort of book club meeting. I just want to give everyone a couple weeks to listen or read the book. Maybe next week we can do a um, a live Zoom book club. I think it will be really fun. So make sure to join. It will be an interesting thing. I do believe kids, just to kind of wrap up that, if you're listening to this and wondering like, well, my kid is really talented. Should I put them in? I will say this. I think kids who are talented should absolutely work on their skills. They should take local theater. Like my, my son is in a local um, musical theater class. They should, you know, do school plays. They should join courses and take up instruments and take lessons, like all those things. Absolutely. But I would stay away from the professional showbiz side until they're a lot older, like maybe 16 and up is the best time to start. And the tough thing is like when you come from the Disney side, they want kids. They don't want the 16-year-olds or the 18-year-olds. Disney, which makes those big Disney stars, I don't know if they really do that anymore, but they used to, they wanted the kids. They wanted 12, 13. So when we were casting all those shows, they were really looking only into the 12, 13, 11 even, so that they could grow up with these kids. The audience could grow up with them. By the way, curious from you guys, you know, I'm 42. I say this a lot because I just want to connect with the whoever's in my, you know, arena age-wise. I grew up watching Mickey Mouse Club. I loved Mickey Mouse Club. Kids Incorporated and Mickey Mouse Club were my 5 o'clock and 5.30 lineup every day after school for a certain amount of years. I don't even know which years. So I definitely remember watching, you know, the older ones, like the party was the band that came out of that. One of the members of the party, Tiffany Hale, died of drug overdose. Um, and then, of course, there's that was like a music band that was created from the from the Mickey Mouse Club. And then there was the next generation, which was the Carrie Russells and the Ryan Goslings and the um, uh, J.C. Chazé and um, and I'm trying to think who else like is a name that came out of that Nikki Deloach. And then of course the younger ones, which were Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, Christina Aguilera, which we watched all of them. You know, what's so interesting, you guys, I know Nikki, Nikki Deloach and I, um, our sons were on the same sports team a few years ago and she's an actress. So I've auditioned her through the years. She was a series regular. She played a mom on an MTV show for a while when I was casting for MTV. So I used to bring her in and we would see each other around Los Angeles, Studio City. We both had sons at the same age. Um, I'm interested to reach out to her and maybe I should reach out to her and see if she would be a guest on my show just to like hear from her. Cause she's mentioned a lot in this one chapter about Mickey Mouse Club. She and Brittany shared a dressing room and Nikki went off to be an actress and continued to do that. And we were auditioning her back, you know, until that, until I stopped casting. So it's crazy times, crazy times, but it almost seems like the more successful you got in those childhood years, the more likely your life kind of spiraled or spun out of control. And I can't wait to keep getting into the book. So definitely reading it. A couple other people on Kids Incorporated, in case you guys are remembering this, Stacey Ferguson, which is 
Fergie, she was on it. Um, Martika was on it. Another girl was Stacy's actual sister in real life. I think her name was Renee, and they were in a band called Wild Orchid. This is like really bringing it back. Um, who else was on that show? I know there was a couple others, but oh, Mario Lopez was the drummer on Kids Incorporated. I really did grow up with Mario Lopez. Um, <clears throat> it was so good. So good. Okay. So anyway, that's where I am with Brittany. Are you guys watching? By the way, thank you guys so much for joining Daily Dose of Donna Facebook group. If you guys aren't in there, make sure to get in there. The group is growing and it's such an amazing group. It's where I get a lot of my gossip because you guys are so on it. You always send the, the stuff right in there and I love it. So let's talk about some relationship updates. Some big news happened for the Real Housewives of New Jersey uh, family or the Keeping Up with the Manzos. Was that their show? Am I making that up? Keeping up with the Manzos? But Carolyn Manzo's daughter, Lauren Manzo. Lauren Manzo and her son are finally actually getting divorced. The reason I say finally is because this is something that people that are in the know or in the industry, in like the Bravo world and kind of watching have been questioning for a long time. It almost felt like, you know how Farah, Kyle Richards' daughter and her fiance called it quits, but we were noticing way earlier how... um how much like he was not in any of the pictures. And so people were starting to question that about, uh, about Farah and her fiance. And sure enough, it came out that they were separated. Oh, Manzoed with children is the name of the show. Keeping up with the Manzos. <laughs> I have to laugh at myself when I do these live shows. It's like, whatever comes out, just comes out. Yesterday, I said something about Mauricio putting his tongue in a better place. And you guys called me out on it. And I said, I think I black out during the live shows a lot. Because I guess last week, I was saying that Austin's... I said something, we were talking about Southern Charm. And I was talking about Austin's daughter passing away instead of his sister. So I am sorry if there's ever those mistakes. A lot of stuff is coming at me while I'm doing the live show. That's what she said. Okay. So it says Real Housewives of New Jersey star Lauren Manzo's husband Vito Scalia files for divorce from reality star after eight years marriage, eight year marriage. So Scalia, who's 37, Lauren Manzo is 35. If you guys watch the show during this time, they've been together eight years, but they were together even longer than that. We watched them kind of start dating. We watched them start to hook up. They, um, at the time, if you guys watched the show, you remembered, you know, she, they were very adorable, very cute. He worked at, or, owned, I think, this deli. He was best friends with her, her brother, Albie, um, who's now getting married in Italy, like in this moment. Actually, they're in Italy right now. Um, there was a lot of like, you know, cute relationship stuff between them at the same time. Remember, Lauren used to be, and it was a big storyline she used to struggle with her weight. She used to struggle with her body image. And Vito, her husband, was also a pretty, like, you know, healthy guy. Like, they, it's a big, remember, a big part of their family was, like, food and Italian. Well, recently, and this is just of note, and I don't know if it's connected or not, but recently, Lauren has lost a gang of weight. Like she is unrecognizable. If you have not watched her since the New Jersey days, she is so skinny. She looks like, you know, like she's got a very, very slim face. She looks very pretty, but I mean, her body is a quarter of what it used to be. And I don't know, like who knows if that was 
a side effect of, you know, going through a challenging time and then she wanted to lose some weight or she wanted to lose some weight and then maybe her marriage struggled or maybe it has nothing to do with the other. Either way, I think it's great that she looks good and that she's healthy, but it is always sad whenever you see a relationship kind of ending or changing. They have not been seen together in so long. I don't know the last time that they were seen together, but it was like months, if not years ago that we've seen public stuff. And every time that there's, you know, any sort of rumors about any marital discourse, the first thing that happens is that Caroline or Lauren always say like, no, he just doesn't like the public eye. He doesn't want to be seen in the public eye. Yeah. And if you are, I always question this because you're a business owner. You are already on reality TV. Your wife is like a pretty successful now influencer because of reality TV. There should be some sort of um, connection here about, you know, it seems a little strange. Like all of a sudden deciding as an adult, like I've been on reality TV my whole family is still on reality TV basically, but I'm going to pull away. I'm convinced that Manzoed with children, if they gave them a green light for another season, they would all sign on in a heartbeat. I think that they all, every single one of those Manzos like TV and want to be on TV in their own way. Um, I think even Caroline has said that maybe she would never do housewives, but I think she would definitely do a family related show. Uh, A lot of you guys are saying that Lauren lost 200 pounds. She had weight loss surgery years ago. Yeah. Like I remember this being a big storyline. Now she has two brothers, Albie and Chris. Chris is kind of the more goofy one. Albie's more, you know, um, I would say like more handsome, good looking, like more player type of the two. He was always more of the ladies man. Maybe I'm crazy to say that, but I think I felt that way. So Albie is getting married right now in Italy. The whole family is in Italy except Vito. And so the other day, a picture was shown of the whole family, Caroline, the husband, um, the dad, and then of course the brothers, Lauren, the fiance who looks a lot like Lauren and Lauren's daughter. And the second that that happened, now the story is leaked, which sounds like Vito's side leaked it. Um, and it notice he says, you know, he filed for divorce. So I don't really know what's been going on. Oh my gosh. Andrew says that we haven't seen him on her social since before COVID. That's cray cray. Um, I'm so interested to know like when they actually broke up. Curious. Um, <laughs> Andrew, I'm not going to read this comment, but I'll put it up here. Okay, fine. I'll read it. He says she lost another 300 pounds ditching Vito. That is not nice, but I mean, I am so pro-divorce if you're in an unhappy marriage. I really do believe divorce. And, And you know who else agrees with me is Christine from Sister Wives. She always says, I'm so happy to be divorced. I think if you're in a shitty marriage, I think that if you're with a husband or a wife who doesn't treat you well, who you guys don't have any connection, who it's just, you're just together because it's convenient or for the kids, I think get the F out of there. Goodbye. Goodbye. So we don't really know the whole story. Maybe they're trying to get another show. Whatever. It seems to be news. It's all over the place. That being said, we also don't have like a Bethany Raquel um, podcast, but actually speaking of, and I haven't listened to it yet because I've been very, very immersed into the woman in me, um, Bethany 
apparently with this new Nini podcast. Have you guys heard about this Beth and Nini? Bethany and Nini Leaks have decided to do this like limited series together. Bethany and Beth and Nini Leaks have kind of teamed up together for this limited podcast. I have not listened to it. Have you? All I know is I did get a DM from one of my my loyal dosers today who said, have you listened to it? In the episode, um, they basically talk about, and I want to get it right here, they talk about Um, they talk about Andy Cohen and basically here it is. It says in the Beth Nini podcast, she compares Andy to a cult leader and a captor. So it's part three on Apple, on Apple podcast. This is what it comes out. It came out on October 23rd yesterday. It's called Rewives with Bethany Frankel, Bethanini, a limited series. Part three, she compares Andy to a cult leader and a captor. Wow. Wow, Bethany. Wow. I mean, listen, with everything we're reading about cults and cap and like all these crazy things that we're seeing with documentaries and stuff, that's taking it too far. Don't you guys agree? It's like, it's taking a little bit too far. I mean, Andy's not perfect. No question. I'm sure there's a lot of really bad things about him, but we can't call him a cult leader. And if he's in the cult, I guess I'm one of the members. <laughs> Tell me in the comments right now, you guys, <laughs> if there was a Bravo cult, are you in? <laughs> I think I'm in. I think I've joined the cult and I didn't know. And now I can't get out. Speaking of cults, Danny Masterson. Oi vey. Danny Masterson still in the news because yesterday it was announced that he has been, get, he gave his ex Bijou Phillips or his, you know, they're going through a divorce right now. Bijou Phillips full custody. Now I asked you guys if there's any law, you know, legal, um, attorneys, anyone that knows the law, how does that work? How is it not a, like automatically full custody? Apparently if you're in jail, you still have custody rights in terms of deciding like financial decisions, where the kid goes to school, um, where they live, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, that seems insane. I'm sorry, Lance. I love you. But if you go to jail for, you know, 30 plus years for rape, I think I'm making the decision about where my kids, you know, take dance classes. Just saying, just saying. Okay. Um, Danny Masterson is now officially labeled as a suppressive person in Scientology. You guys know I was a big Scientology, like, um, deep dive. I went through a big deep dive when Danny Masterson got sentenced. And I had a Aaron from growing up in Scientology on the show. So I'm very invested in this Danny Masterson case. So I thought this was interesting. He has officially been expelled from the Church of Scientology following the rape conviction that earned him 30 years in prison, according to Daily Mail. But you guys want to hear this part? It isn't even for the rape. Yep. I said it. It's not for the rape. It's just because he's bringing pre bad press to Scientology. What? This is how sick this cult is. He's been declared a suppressive person, which the church defines, they call it an SP, which the, um, which the church defines as someone whose behavior seeks to impede the spiritual progress of those around him. So people have to now cut all ties. Now, I heard this was going to happen the second that you get in jail um, because, you know, if you're in jail, clearly you're not 
bringing positivity to Scientology. So I, I'm not surprised that this is happening. However, I do believe, uh, you know, it's pretty interesting that they weren't doing this originally. Like the fact that you go through so many trials, the fact that you are announced as um, guilty or sentenced, and, and that's not immediately a reason, especially after what Aaron and what we've talked about in the past of how many reports there are of the women in Scientology, you know, going to the upper people up there kind of um, reporting him like these should be reasons. It's unbelievable. I don't know. I don't know. I think that um, what next? Like, I wonder what's next. Now, if this is the case, and you know what? Remember, I told you I do have a friend who's in the inner Masterson circle, and I'm going to be messaging them. Does this mean that Danny Masterson's mother and siblings cannot contact him anymore, cannot visit him in jail? Because suppressive person cut all ties? Or is this a PR move? We've cut all ties with him. Scientology is in the clear. We have nothing, you know, uh, nothing to do with this man. And then at the same time, they're visiting him in jail. Like we need to get a couple people on this show. We need to get, I want the prison guard for the jail that he's in. That's who I want. I want Felicia from Britney Spears team and camp. I want Nikki Deloach from Brittany. We've got a lot of people. I want someone from Andy Cohen's camp coming on here to talk about the fact that he's a cult leader. Also, speaking of cult leaders, is there a way, like if you're in a cult, do you like, should we get merch? I'm not, and I'm not trying to make fun of a cult, but like the Bravo cult is kind of funny. And the cult of Bravo, like the Church of Scientology and the cult of Bravo. Very interesting. So I can't imagine that his mom is now just cutting ties and all these other Scientologists who wrote these freaking letters, Giovanni Rabisi, I'm looking at you. They're just cutting ties. They're like, we're done. We've supported you. We supported you. We supported you. Even though we saw all of this evidence that you actually raped this person. But now that you're behind the bars and you're in jail and being denounced as a, as a whatever it's called, um, suppressive person, now we're cutting you off when you're already in your, you're in the worst hell. Now we're going to cut you off. We weren't going to cut you off before, but now we will. Oh my God. Bravo surprises. You guys, this is so good. Okay. Well, a couple comments. I don't think you get paid well in a cult, which is a bummer. So maybe I'll pull out. That's what she said. Um, and then uh, Bravo suppressives. This is amazing. Bethany and Nini are Bravo suppressives. They're BPs. Who else would be a Bravo suppressive? Maybe Kelly Dodd. Kelly Dodd, um, Bethany and Nini. I was going to say Caroline Manzo because there's a little drama there. Maybe Brandy Glanville. Who else could be a, um, a BP? There's got to be some other like former Bravo people that are just denouncing the shit out of it now. Raquel? Rachel? Ah, so many good things. Okay, we'll talk. We'll keep, we'll keep, we'll, we'll add to the list. Okay, join the Facebook group and let's add to the list. Really good. Um, okay. Someone said Jill Zarin, but I think Jill Zarin would be a, a Bravo suppressive until Bravo gives her any job. And then she'd be right back in. Like Jill Zarin is only a Bravo suppressive as long as she's not getting paid. But if she was getting paid, she'd like, she'd forget everything past. Just surprise. Um, BSers. That's what they're called. BSers. Oh, so good. Okay. Um, 
Kyla Mauricio, let's talk a little bit about what's going on over there, you guys. This is really interesting. I found this incredibly odd. So we do know that Kyle Richards is spending all of her extra time with Morgan Wade, right? We know that. Morgan Wade is her rumored girlfriend. We don't know. We know. We don't know. But when they are, you know, they were at the concert together at the Greek, or Kyle and all her family were supporting um, Morgan at the concert in the, in LA at the Greek theater. Then we know that Kyle is in Nashville or somewhere else. I don't know where she is right now. She's out of town. We know that on Wednesday, she's going to be, so that's tomorrow, she's going to be on Watch What Happens Live with Teddy Mellencamp. So she's gallivanting and going around town or going around the country. Meanwhile, Mauricio, he is spotted holding hands with Emma Slater. Emma Slater is his recently divorced dance partner. They were at Matsuhisu. Let me tell you a little story about Matsuhisu, okay? If you're an LA local, you'll know Matsuhisu. It's a hole in the wall, very, very famous sushi restaurant on La Cienega, which they used to, I don't know if they still call it Restaurant Row in kind of West Hollywood, Beverly Hills, area. Okay. There's a stretch of La Cienega, which is La Cienega also happens to be the same street that like Cedar Sinai hospital is on. Um, if you go up La Cienega, there's a lot of other, um, the Belmont, if you guys remember the Belmont where lots of the Vanderpump rules, girls and guys go to, there's like a lot of different restaurants up there, but La Cienega has all these restaurants. So Matsuhisu is a restaurant that I used to go. No, I've never, okay. This is the story. So I never have been there. Lance and I were just married. I think we did have Dylan. He was maybe a baby, like a very, very young baby. And so, you know how it is with married couples and, you know, when you're newly married and you're just building your businesses for the most part, you don't have a lot of cash. Um, by the way, shout out to someone who commented on a Reddit thread that was sent to me that I seem like a bored, rich housewife. You guys, in case you're wondering, this wall was uh, painted white by me and still has not been fixed. And I'm wallpapering my wall on my own. Check it out. Working on that. Uh-uh. There's no rich housewife over here, okay? Just in case you guys don't know who you're dealing with. So anyway, um, we had like very little money. We were just building our businesses and we decided to go. Lance, it was, I think it was our anniversary and Lance asked someone at work, where should I take Donna? And this person says, Matsuhisu. So, you know, Lance and I would go to sushi, but like we would go to sushi that you know, we would spend a couple, like a hundred dollars at the time. So he takes me over to Matsuhisu and he's like, we're doing it up, babe. We're getting omakase, which by the way, if you go to, if you get omakase, it's, it's chef's choice. I don't know if you guys know like what that means, but essentially they give you many, many plates, like small plates. You can get like a smaller version. You can get a bigger person, uh, plate kind of depending where you go. If you go to Sugarfish, which is a famous restaurant, they have something called Trust Me. It's the Trust Me box, which is like basically the same thing. But this is very fancy omakase. So, but remember, hole in the wall, like nothing special about this place. You're sitting right next to each other. You're literally on top of the person next to you. There's nothing fancy. There's This is not Nobu. There's no Kardashians that are like, you know, paparazzi outside. So we get there, we order omakase. Market price. It says market price. We don't think anything. I'm drinking some sake. I'm living my best life. You guys. The bill was well over $500. Now, 
$500 for a meal between Lance and I is our, is still at this age a splurge. But at 30, 31 years old, when we both did not have like a lot of extra money, $500 was so needed for childcare and for diapers and for all those things. I don't know what we were thinking or what Lance was thinking that he didn't like check on the prices. We had the best night ever. And then after getting the bill, I just remember driving home, he and I, like, like just like in a depression. We drove home just like so bummed. Like, what did we do? And I remember waking up at two in the morning panicking. Like, why did we do that? Why did we spend $500? Oh, I'll never forget that. But anyway, Mauricio and Emma went to that restaurant um, just, you know, on a Monday night holding hands. I guess when you're Mauricio Umansky and you own half of Los Angeles real estate, you can do it. But they went over there and they had a lot of fun and um, and it looked like they were very close and holding hands. Now, that being said, I have heard rumors from multiple, multiple sources, close to me sources that yes, there is some definite heavy flirting going on, if not something more. But like, go Mauricio, do your thing. I am so for this relationship because his wife, meanwhile, is out there, you know, clearly spending her energy and time with someone else that she's been rumored with. So I think he should absolutely, you know, absolutely, I had to for you guys, do that thing and, and, and hook up. But this is where I find it interesting. So tonight, so that gets released a couple of days ago. Do you think it's possible that since he's on Dancing with the Stars tonight, he already hasn't been doing that well with the judges? He's not the best dancer in a shocking, in a shocking turn of events. He's not the best dancer. But Mauricio maybe is trying to get these votes right now because he's feeling a little freaked out that he's not going to get the votes. And I'm wondering if this is why he posted this on his page, which actually is really sweet which actually made me a little emotional. And I'm wondering if this is why. So he posted, um, Mauricio posted, um, I'll show you guys on YouTube. It's an old school picture of Mauricio and Kyle. And there's a whole collage. Then it's of him to this. I'm going to turn that off so I don't get demonetized. Um, to Rise Up by Audrey, uh, Andra Day, you know. I'll rise up. Okay, so then there's a picture of him and Emma dancing. And then it's again him and Emma dancing. It looks like a very emotional dance. And then, of course, then there's like a picture of him and Kyle with their young little babies. And him in the pool with the kids when they were really young. And then again, him dancing. And then finally a picture of him, the family. Now, I got emotional reading this because if you listen to the music, it's all about the music, by the way, because if you don't listen to the music, maybe it won't get you emotional, but if you listen to the music, you'll, you'll maybe tear up. It says, tonight's dance on Dancing with the Stars is about life and how it's not always perfect. And when you think it's impossible to move mountains and you're at your lowest moment and you think all doors are closed, you need to rise up and rise unafraid and move mountains. My time was 1996 when Kyle and I got married and Alexia was born. We had Farah and Alexia. I was 26 when I was fired from my job and was broke. Kyle was my rock and together we rose up and we rose up a thousand times and we moved mountains, a lot of them. It's been an, it's been an incredible journey. Tonight's dance 
is dedicated to Kyle and my family. Don't you guys find that a little bit like, whoa, it's kind of sad. Now I looked at the likes. And as of right now, Kyle Richards has not liked this photo. Why isn't Kyle liking it, you guys? It's been up for four hours and he tagged her in it. And it's clearly like an emotionally sad thing. I don't see any comments from her. I don't see any likes. There's a lot of other people that are saying, you know, a marriage is worth fighting for. Kyle, fight for your marriage. Stop acting childish. Um, a couple people in the comments say nice PR after those leaked photos. Love conquers all, et cetera, et cetera. But Kyle Richards is not posting a thing. Meanwhile, Kyle Richards, because of course we have to go check what Kyle's up to. Kyle Richards is, is gallivanting around. She has not posted anything on her feed since October 8th. It's October 24th, 16 days, which is crazy for a housewife. Two and a half weeks to not post a thing on your page. And then in her stories, she has just a fan post. And then this, which is a picture of her in front of a mirror in God knows where. Oh, New York because. So she's in New York because she's obviously doing Watch What Happens Live. Four hours, not one response to that post. It's interesting. What is, okay. I'm curious. A lot of you guys are getting mixed messages here. Some of you guys are saying, oh my gosh, I can't help it. I'm so emotional. I really want them to work it out. Some of you guys are also saying, you know, this is bullshit. This is a PR spin. Um, one of the comments says, you're being conned. It's the music for sure. That song makes you cry. He does seem like a genuinely nice guy, but Kyle is too busy with Morgan. And here's my honest feeling. Sometimes you're so tunnel vision. And I do get this feeling about Kyle. I feel like she's so tunnel vision right now with Morgan, like so tunnel vision so obsessed. Like that's all she wants. All she wants to be with is Morgan. Me crazy. And she can't like see things from a zoomed out perspective. Do I think that she should stay with Mauricio? Just like I said earlier, no, not if it's not a good marriage, not if it's not a good marriage. Mauricio is clearly hooking up with his dance partner and Kyle's not an idiot. She sees it. Kyle is clearly hooking up with Morgan and Mauricio is not an idiot. He sees it. But Mauricio has a very big public image to uphold right now because he need those, needs those votes to stay on Dancing with the Stars because we need to stay on as long as possible so we can promote buying Beverly Hills, which is going to be coming up in the next couple months. And I don't think he cares as much about Real Houses of Beverly Hills, to be honest. I really don't. I think for him, it's all about buying Beverly Hills. That's the next show that he needs to come out with. And if he doesn't, you know, stay on the show, does he have a leg to stand on? What if he looks real bad in Beverly Hills? We don't know what's actually going to be shown. What if Mauricio is portrayed as like the bad guy on, um, on Beverly Hills? I'm dying to watch it. I was talking to one of my girlfriends and we were like, we'll pay extra for this shit. We will pay a hundred dollars, 200. I, how much would you guys pay to have access to every single episode of this season's Beverly Hills today? I would probably pay $500. I know that that's psychotic, but I think it would really give me a leg up in the podcasting world. So I look at it as a business expense. Um, I know that's not an option, obviously, but I'm just dying to know 
what is going on. I just really, really want to know. Now, I think the numbers for Beverly Hills tomorrow are going to be extraordinarily large, especially with this week. Is it on purpose that he was with Emma holding hands on Monday? Is it on purpose that she's on Watch What Happens Live or hanging out with Morgan all weekend? Is it on purpose that he is posting this in this moment? And I'm sure the package right before he dances is going to be like a love story to his wife. What is going on? Are we getting spun? Are we getting PR'd? Or is this a real life marriage that he is fighting for and she is over? Because clearly she is done with it. I have not seen one moment other than her coming to the live taping of the premiere episode of Dancing with the Stars. I have never seen one moment where she has in any way shown any sort of um, love towards him. Like, I just want this to work. I really want to be with him. I want this marriage to work out. I love him so much. And I know that we're just going through a rough patch, but we're working on it. Have you heard that at all? At all. I have not heard that one time. One of you guys said Kyle is not tagged in his post, but I, this this morning, oh no, she's tagged. It says Kyle Richards is tagged. So she's definitely tagged in it. Um, I don't know, you guys. I don't know what's going on. I would like to believe that he is like, I am, all I'm doing, all I'm dying to do is be with her. I just want to be with her. But then again, like, look at him and Emma. This is 52 minutes ago, like flirty, flirty, flirty. But I do believe this divorce was a long time coming because he is openly, not openly but pretty like commonly known had some, some scandals in the past, some cheating scandals. And um, I don't know. I think they should just end it at this point. It's like the damage is done and it's too deep and too weird. And where is Portia? Are we going to have to put Portia on the list of missing persons? Where's Portia and where is Shelly Miscavige? I mean, if you guys know, you know. Poor Portia, 15, 16-year-old girl that's just in school trying to, like, get by. Her parents are being, like, they're, like, all over the news about their marriage, about their divorce kind of playing out. Her mom is potentially in a lesbian relationship. Like, this sucks. This sucks. So I wonder. I don't know what's going to happen. We'll have to see. A lot of you guys are getting uber sick of Kyle. And I truly believe that Kyle Richards has completely fallen off any sort of – um moral high ground that any of us thought she was at. I, I hate to say it. I'm going to say it out loud. I think she is doing the worst possible thing she could possibly do to be a stand-up human in this time. Like she's lying to her audience. She's not telling the truth. She's playing games. Also, by the way, hate that she used Jew being Jewish on Beverly Hills on Real Housewives for five seasons, eight seasons, 10 seasons, however long it was on. She used this whole idea of, of how she converted to Judaism, how Ju Judaism was so important to her and her family. They did a Shabbat dinner last year. Remember when Dorit was going through her challenging time with, with Jagger and Jagger's little sister and Kyle's like has not said a freaking word about being a Jew, which is just such a missed opportunity for someone that is like, use Judaism as a storyline. Not a fan. 
not a fan. Dorit, on the other hand, has been talking about it. Mauricio has been wearing an Israel pin and talking about it. I'm not saying that you have to. This is nothing to do like politically which side you're on, but it's really weird that you're making a storyline out of something and then you're quiet, i.e. Seth Rogen. Just saying. Um, anyway, I don't know, you guys. I don't know. And I find it really interesting. Um, we'll have to keep watching. And that is that. That is that for today's episode. We will talk tomorrow on the day of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I'm sure some other good stuff will be popping out. Um, and that's it. You guys, I hope you have an incredible rest of your day, dosers. Thank you so much for supporting me. Thank you for liking and subscribing and growing the community. Join the Facebook group. Join the Patreon if you're listening to Britney Spears' book or reading it and you want to join the book club. We're definitely going to have some fun stuff coming up. Um, next week, I've got some good collaborations that are coming up, so I'm looking forward to that. I know some of you guys like it when I'm alone here, and then some of you guys like it when I have guests. So you got you got to do a little bit of all of it. Um, I do believe Mauricio and Dorit should just run away together. But okay, we'll leave it at that. Have an amazing rest of your day. Bye, guys.